0: Welcome to the Winning Sometimes Show, where Matt, Clint, and I share our joy and sometimes hatred of all things games, tech, and generally don't stay on topic. But what's a good story without a diversion here or there? This episode, we'll talk we'll get into games that tell a great story. So let's talk about what we like in stories and what we think makes one great. So Matt, what do you think makes a great story in games?
1: in games yeah that's actually a really good like (laughs) qualifier uh, qualifier qualifier there for sure (laughs) uh so i think there is that's a like oh there's a lot obviously that goes into a good game but kind of where um i attack this problem from for from where (laughs) i attack this problem from there we go um is very much so in the sense of, and this is just something that's personal to me. Maybe other people don't have this experience, but you know, like when you pick up a good book or whatever and you start reading, you're like, oh, this is really good. And you keep going into it, you're like, oh, and then all of a sudden it's like two in the morning. You're like I've got to be at work in, you know, like five hours. And you're like, I can get another chapter in. Like I can read another chapter. Oh, right. That's so and dangerous. And look, look at Craig's face. <laughs> <laughs> that's so dangerous. Oh, 100%. I've had like, days at work where I'm going on like two hours of sleep. Cause I just had to finish a book and, and like, so that's what, when I started thinking about this, I'm like, what are games that made me feel that same way where not because I'm just like, Oh, the, the gunplay in this game is, is so awesome or man, the, you know, other gameplay aspects are so good, but just really like, Oh, I need to find out how this ends. And so for me, if you can do that, put some sort of urgency to finish the game, to find out how it goes to me, if a game can do that and make me feel that way, like that is just like a pinnacle storytelling, you know, it's games that are are absolutely spectacular at telling their story, make you want to not put them down because you need to find out what happens to the main character or the world or, or whatever. And so for me, That's what I would say makes a really, really compelling story in a game.
2: Agreed. What uh, what games? What's the last occurrence, or last game you played where that was kind of happening to you? So,
1: that is harder to answer. (laughs) uh, Well, for a couple of reasons. Sure, sure. Because um, I guess as far as story-driven games um, have gone. There's been a lot more, I guess, indie games than I've played lately, hmm. and so there is, you know, th- those may run a-, a few hours or whatever. So you're probably not going to get like I'm not going to lose sleep over them because you know it's only a couple hours, um, unless you start them late, <laughs> which is I'm, I'm an old man. I start things early. Yeah, so. <laughs>
2: I definitely do that. Like, oh,
1: dinner at six p.m. Oh, we're getting a little late. Um, <laughs> but. As far as like bigger games that um, <clears throat> that I feel like have kind of done that for me um, had like probably the most recent was Hellblade like a uh, newest sacrifice because
0: but, but, but that game was th- that isn't solid. really uh, mm-hmm. that's that to me is more of like a indie type game because you have the developer making it without the backing of like a big publisher I, I thought right there's like a whole story behind its development
1: yeah 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 they they called themselves the triple a indie developer yeah Is something how they, like that. they call themselves yeah, yeah because they were all very established people but yeah they just didn't have necessarily
2: like <laughs> i am very established person <laughs> i've been established for 31 years <laughs> i feel
1: yeah that's fair um very established developers if sure, that's sure. what Sorry. that's what we want to go with yeah Sorry. <laughs> um no, you're good. You're good. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and and I I mean I can go into some of the aspects that um, I enjoyed about it. But or, you know, or like I guess run, the, the reflecting that back at you. What would you say? Is that the same feel when you talk about a good story in a game? Is that the same kind of thing you're looking at? Or um, well, you know, and, you and, know. and uh,
0: I I've been thinking about this, and and the reason I started thinking about this is because you know. The one game that I feel like we all kind of started with and got to know each other with is Destiny, mm-hmm. you know. And lately, I feel like their storytelling has really taken it up a notch. So I started thinking about storytelling in games in general, you know. And there are different ways to tell stories in game. You know, uh, there can be atmosphere, which I feel like Dark Souls is an example of that. There's like there's like not much written stuff in it, but just every the world the world building is done through the level through the monsters through you the know sound through design. the atmosphere through the yeah. sound you know um and then there's like like general like you know destiny has i think more of a a, a a story you know you have characters you have arcs you know you have climaxes you have you know lulls um so so you know there, there's actual actual story with like you know dialogue and text and stuff like that too and then there's games that have a, that are more go for the more atmosphere type like mm-hmm. like um you know, like uh, Dark Souls, like I mentioned. Um, the the but I do agree, you know, that telling a good story does take you on that journey, and a really good story are those where it kind of get your grips in you, and you want you want to continue and see where it goes. You know, and and uh, Destiny, for example, has been doing that to me with Crow's story. You know, their problem though is they're like on a weekly rotation, so you have to wait, which I'm not a big fan of. Um, but I think the last triple A game that I played, um, that really got its hooks into me was probably, um, horizon zero dawn, you know, like that one just was really like, and and just the story was excellent. Gameplay was good, but I kept going back more to find out more of the, about the world. And and I think that had the combination of world building, you know, with the settlements, the monsters, you know, like why do you have mechanical, uh, mechanical dinosaurs?
2: and how you does know, that even and, work right yeah and it's like wait that like how good is the technology and how come everyone are cavemen basically like yes. there's this dichotomy and it's like, i need to know more about this yeah
0: and and it, it's it's a satisfying st- story the the end to me was satisfying you know like like there there's like an aha moment like towards the end where you fight where you figure out everything that's kind of happening and kind of the, the time frame we're talking about mm-hmm. And it's just it was it was like it was almost jaw dropping, like, you know, because I'm I'm going in the story with certain ideas of the world and and like how it's set up and then you learn more about it. And it's kind of like, you know, it didn't blow my mind, but, you know, I I was um, I went along for the journey and I was satisfied it was a satisfactory story and conclusion. And I I wanted more at the end of it. You know, it ended great and I wanted more and we're getting more now um yeah but
2: um i might have yeah, to get a know, ps5 like... for that unless yeah. it comes to pc which then i'll wait yeah. but see yeah, and,
0: that... and, and uh, oh, go ahead go ahead, Matt. I was... go ahead
2: Clint. I, I was gonna say horizon zero dawn's on my list because it is mm. so good so very good and it it makes you ask those questions like what is happening here why is this why is that you know who who is the main character why is she different? How can she use the technology and all that stuff? Like, and there's an answer for all of it, and um, like, <laughs> it's such a a tidy story, but in an immersed like gameplay way. Like the whole, it is it is such a perfectly executed story. I guess it's that that you play through and you you put yourself in and you immerse yourself in it, it I'm, I'm like failing to describe it that well <laughs> but it's it's even more of a step up beyond like a book that's just oh cool and you're like because a book has to give you information in a linear way and like you know some books some good books will cut it up into multiple stories and they'll like overleave it you know interweave it and overlap it uh and so you like every every page break or whatever the, there'll be paragraphs or like sub chapters where you go in and it's a different story and you're like, Oh, well let's check in on this character or this character has no idea about the other party of characters. And we're learning about this. It's like a different book in this book. And then eventually they, you know, cross paths or what one character does affects the other in some way. And it's like, that's as good as you can get with a book. But with games, it's like, you are there. And it like, some games do that too. They try and kind of like copy what books do. And that's, in my opinion, a less efficient way to have a, a player go through a game is like to keep swapping them around. Like, I don't, I don't want to say Last of Us. Like, uh, I'm not you, trying to start okay, the wait. Last of Us to debate. No, 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 no. Let's not talk uh, about that game. But like, they but do wait, that, wait. and that's what I'm trying La- to refer to.
0: Last of Us One. Have you played Last of Us One?
2: I couldn't. You couldn't? No. Okay. After his daughter. I, I, I died i couldn't I, his daughter died at the beginning okay like, that's not really a spoiler because that's like
0: well i haven't played it yet but i hear it's great you know um okay. and that's I, like I don't even have kids
2: in... and when you play as the daughter and then and then oh don't spoil it don't spoil it's it. it's at the very it's the first 10 minutes
0: yeah i know i've, I've seen videos of people crying at the, like the first ten like minutes i, of the I game. quit i turned <laughs> first the game off ten minutes spoiled sorry yeah.
2: i mean if you're planning on playing that game it's been out for 10 years so i i have
0: it i just haven't played it yet i haven't had the time but that's one of those where i um it's it's like one of those 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 games i know it's good the story is good the gameplay is good it's just it, it's a very heavy game it is and you know and this past year i, <laughs> I have not been ready for much. anything heavy yeah. yeah it's like you know so it's just been putting it off and putting it off and um, but yeah. last of us, the first one I want to play cause that one I've heard great things about. Yes.
2: And I, you know. I, well,
0: go ahead. Go ahead Sorry. Well, so what I was going to say,
1: I was actually going to touch on what Ronan was saying there, which I think is a very important aspect of storytelling that doesn't get talked about a lot. And that is the fact that whether the story, the medium is video games, movies, books, whatever, <clears throat> when it comes to storytelling, a huge part of it is who we are at that moment. And so like you're talking about like this past year, there's certain games or books or whatever that I could have played that probably would have been, had a very different effect on me if I had played them two, three, four years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. And so who we are when we experience a story, because I know like, um, like I know exactly why, hellblade was a very memorable story experience for me one i think it was done very well um but also there i was at a friend who was dealing with some similar issues in real life and so it very much so stood out for me and so i think that that's one of the things that we don't take into account a lot is that um you know yes there are some games that just are flawless uh you know as you know, Clint said like has perfect execution in the story and that's, that's awesome. But there's definitely going to be games that are going to have something that hits us like the individual really hard in a way that wouldn't necessarily. And I think uh, we can't really discount that, but we just kind of have to be aware that maybe we're not ready for a story or maybe we are um, like putting more emphasis on a story than uh, necessarily Mm-hmm. it should have been like it wasn't as great a story it's just kind of we just thought it was because it was nostalgic it was memorable whatever it was because of something we were going through our, in our life so it's really i really like that you brought that up ronan
0: yeah i mean and and um i mean do you have a game that's in your mind that's like that where like you know at, when you played it it was this great game but then it's gone of revis- as you've gone and revisited it it hasn't been as it hasn't stu- it hasn't stood up as well uh, so the the real
1: answer to that is, is no, and that's just because of the kind of human I am. Uh, because when I have some experience like that, like um, uh, one of those experiences is probably Chrono Trigger, which I think, and it has, like, at the time, it was groundbreaking. It was nominated for all sorts of awards and anything. Um, for those of you who don't know, Chrono Trigger was released on, like, the Super Nintendo. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's not exactly a new game, uh, and I absolutely adored that game. I loved the story. I loved how you interacted with the world and everything like that. And as much as I want to replay it as an adult, I basically refuse to because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to tarnish that image of it. And that's how I that's how I kind of am with a lot of things. I'm like, no, I absolutely loved it at the time, and I don't I don't want to go back to it because I'm afraid it'll ruin it, and I don't want to like you know i don't want to be that person that looks back and like wow i was dumb as a kid or whatever <laughs> you know i just want to believe that it was actually good
2: i get that I, I have some games like that um but at the end of the day like oh what do you yep okay ronan is holding up the chrono trigger intro with the the pendulum my, or the the my phone the clock pendulum oh yep. oh you have it on your phone yeah, yeah. You have the, the mobile the, version. The Got it. Game. Interesting.
0: Yeah.
2: So, yeah, so, there,
0: there, there, are, there are a lot of like old Super Nintendo Nintendo games that they ported to mobile, which has been nice, you know. Um, but, yeah, and, and it, it's, it's a nice way to kind of revisit your childhood, I guess, you know. Um, it makes you realize like how patient we were as kids because, man, so, some of the games, yeah. you know,
2: uh, were it, a struggle. In fact, I replayed Final Fantasy VII last year during lockdown uh, because how, how is that? It was absolutely excellent because <laughs> the um, the remake came out, and uh, I seem to be one of the only people on Earth. I know I know there are dozens of us at least <laughs> that that did not enjoy it. And uh, you know, it's not like I'm saying there's no value in it, but um, I just. I can't talk about it because there are spoilers involved, but, um, at some point it lost me. Mm. Uh, and, and some of the design decisions around the mechanics and gameplay just were really not fun and grating. And there was this one part, uh, where there was this kennel room and there was dogs and it's like, there's no way for me to beat this, like with the given mm. mechanics that they have. And I just have to struggle through it and hope that I win. And, uh, I don't want to go into that because then it's like, well, how good is Clinton? So, or Clint whatever at video games, you know, we can't trust his opinion or whatever. I don't care. Like for me it was not fun. Uh, so I went back no, and no, you
1: you have to be the one that, that they can trust our opinion. Like I'm the scrub here. Don't don't steal my role.
2: <laughs> well, okay. It 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 was like the beginning. It's like woke me up and I was like, "Well, this isn't that fun." And then like am I actually having fun with the mechanics with the the real-time action you know button mashing stuff i mean it was not button mashing there's definitely some strategy to that game but like am i having fun with it and i was starting to like put my feelers out and and ask that question and try to answer that um and at the end of the day it just wasn't as compelling of a system than the turn-based rpg that final fantasy 7 original is um hmm. i they're different systems so i can't really compare them apples to, to oranges but I came away with no, I don't enjoy it that much. Um, but yeah, I played, replayed FF Seven right after that because I was like, you know what? I don't have to be. I don't have to get into, a, you know, all bunched up about it being good or bad, or me enjoying it or not enjoying it. I'm just gonna go play the old one because I still have the old one and I can still like FF Seven. So <laughs> I did it. And uh, uh, the version I played had a speed increase, like you could increase the speed times four or something. So at any point you can just start speeding up and that actually made it extremely playable. Like that experience that you're talking about where we had more patients as kids, like absolutely that's true. hundred percent. And some companies know that. So when they re-release these games, they're adding features like that to just, you know, belt through all those really long load screens and all the, you know, the intro where it takes literally 15 seconds every time you get into a randomly generated battle. So you cannot choose when to battle then you have a 15 second penalty before you can even do anything, and if it's a really easy enemy, that just gets asinine quick. Uh, but with with Final Fantasy VII, it was fine because it's like, ba-dum, 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 okay, done. Okay, first move. Okay, done. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Like from beginning to end, it took 10 seconds to do, and then I get all the experience and all that crap for it. So grinding was really easy. Um, I won't go through a review of that game, but it was it was fun. Uh, And it is as good as I remember, like the story parts of it, the story beats hit. Um, And it's actually funny because I am more emotionally developed. So like sorrow is something that I'm more attuned to. (laughs) So like when Eris dies, it's like, oh, Oh, it's sad. (laughs) A lot more sad than it was when I was a kid. I mean, it was sad. It's like, no, my party member and. Also, you know, my kind of my girlfriend, because that's how you can't let my wife hear me say that. Yeah, she's she hates. She's a Tifa girl. (laughs) Oh, come on. But uh, Tifa's Tifa's awesome. But wait,
0: hold on a second. No,
1: they're both they're both awesome. Let's let's set the record straight there.
0: Thank you. But see, see, now I want an episode with your wife on talking about your gaming (laughs) addictions and habits, you know, because. Oh, no. mm. No.
2: (laughs) She'll talk about Destiny and you won't like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So,
1: Clint, I, I have a, a question for you on the um, the Final Fantasy VII because I th- actually think this is a really cool comparison because um, you said that you didn't really like the story changes. You didn't really necessarily s- like the story in mm. Remake, right? But original, the story was solid and actually probably more impactful than when you were a kid. So, um, I guess the question there is... If you Do you think that if the story from original had been in remake, it would have, um, I don't want to say overrided, but it would have kind of canceled out, I guess, the mechanics you didn't like? Would you have kept playing it even just in spite of its, the mechanics
2: you didn't like? I don't know. That's a good question. I want to say yes, but I can't know for sure. Because then, you know, I might be like, this is kind of a drag. Why did they do this bad decision? Come on, game makers, please. Like, why would you make it worse? Um, but I, I don't know, like, like, like my
0: feeling about, like, the remakes or the redos are kind of like the movies, you know? Like, when when they remake a movie from, like, 10 years ago, you know, I feel like it's never as good. Right. You know, because they're, they're trying to capture the magic of what it was then. But... But it doesn't transition to what Ronan. how we are now. I feel
2: they, okay.
0: That? I would
2: agree with you, except that video games are digital assets. When that when it comes to an actor, actors grow and age, right? You cannot have Brad Pitt from um, Fight Club, right? Remake Fight Club right now.
0: Well, well, so... I, I I don't I don't mean that, but like you know, um, like what what's the uh, what's the remake like the. Um, the one with Mars, oh gosh, total recall, you know, yeah. like, they, I don't think it can the, be done. No, no, no. Because like, you know, the, the story they told was a story, right. Um, and w- with, with kind of the, uh, influences of, of the eighties of that, of that time. Yeah. So they bring it to the, to the twenties that we're in now and they have to update it because they can't, you know, okay. have that same, you know, like there's that one footloose that remake. So- I mean, they, who, so, who remembers let me, that? Let me, no one. sorry,
2: we all, have, we all have opinions about this. <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. Go, go. I would like to respond and, and continue the, the my point about digital assets. Like, you can't sorry, remake Fight Club with Brad Pitt now, but no. you can remake a game by updating it to today's technology and standards and art, right? You can do the same thing and use the same story and even the same, like, I mean... It would be kind of lame, but if you use the same voice acting from like a PS2 game or something, like you could do it. There are ways to do it. There are ways to upscale assets. Like the Final Fantasy VII uh, mods for PC, the PC version are amazing. Mm-hmm. You can get, you know, they're what, like 300 or 200p originally is what the game assets were in. And you can upscale them to 4K now. Like there cool. are technological ways to remake a game um, that's just amazing. Um, and then you put in new assets and you can do new things to enhance the remake further that are still true to the original but that's not what they do right remaking a, a movie is like in my opinion doomed to fail it can be it can be done successfully but it is like having it's like you're let's say you're a father right and you you go to a, the theme park with your kid and it's like it was a beautiful day and we went to get dip and dots and we went to ride this and then we got cotton candy after that and it's like this is so fun i remember it so well and your your, your son is just like man that was such a good day and they just hold on to that memory forever and it's like yes i loved that That was great and then, you know, 15 years later, you go back and, hey, son, let's go relive the theme park day we'll do all the same things. We'll get dipping nuts and then we'll go ride this ride and then we'll go get cotton candy. It's not going to fall. You know, it's not the same thing. You have to do something different, but is still true to the original. I mean, it's a bad example because it's a theme park. Yeah. right? Who's well, going to enjoy a theme park later? But
1: I feel like we're getting insights into like Clint's childhood. Someone took him to a theme park at one point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But okay, hold on. So, but what what you're describing with the remake, that's basically Elder Scrolls, you know, that got released what twenty years ago, and they've redone it every couple of years and re released it. I mean, at that point, it's just the same game with improved visuals, you know. I um, I, I, I guess I'm I'm yeah. thinking more of a remake where they try to take the original game and maybe kind of like I guess do like a movie movify it, you know, which maybe like you're saying it isn't, isn't doesn't isn't going to work, but. Um. Yeah. Like Elder Scrolls. How many times have you released that? You know. How how many times have you bought Elder Scrolls at this point? And they're going to release it again, like
2: in a month or two. yeah. The anniversary edition. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to buy? Are you going to buy it? No. Because okay. all they're doing is repackaging mods. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, then I'm we, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: I I would so, I would argue that those versions aren't remakes. They're not even remastered. Are, I mean, they're remasters they're just more than clones. remakes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they they really aren't recreating it with today's technology. Like, if that were the case, they would have a new engine, they would have new art assets. They don't. Like, all they're doing is enhancing those those textures. They're enhancing the resolution of the existing stuff, and it's it's more of a remaster, which is just put a new filter on it, put it on the latest system or platform, and then r- release it. It's like very different from a remake versus remaster, which maybe that's a podcast topic.
1: Yeah. Mm. Quite possibly. <laughs> um, well, now on that, as far as, as far as like the story in those games go, um, do you think that the, you could, and this is, we're getting kind of way philosophical with this even more than we are here. Do you think you, do you think it's possible to take a game made in a certain time period that had a good story and everything like that And successfully without just like copy pasting all the assets and successfully, you know, make it into a game like 20 years down the road or anything like that. Or do you think that like the world and the audience changes too much for that story to kind of like, you know, like books, there's some stories that are classics or whatever. Like you just go to the library, like, I would like the classic section, please. And you've got Dracula and Frankenstein and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, They're timeless. Do you think. Yeah, they're they're timeless. Thank you. That's that's the word I was looking for. Uh, do you think there's like a story in video games that could be a timeless kind of thing and could have just remake after remake or whatever um, be spun off of it, kind of like a Dracula story has, or is that or is the medium too different to to support that?
2: Hmm. I don't. I don't. Th- well, I think that's hard to say uh, because timeless books like. I'm no professor of of literature. Like, I don't know what makes a timeless thing timeless. Like, I'm sure it has something to do with, oh, there's something story structure and the, or the, what is it? The hero, the hero's coming of age or whatever that is, like the classic hero story. It was like, okay, things follow the same story beats and then relate to people in different ages because it appeals to human nature and human nature doesn't change or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff um i'm sure there is like obviously games about sci-fi are going to be kind of hamstrung by the same thing that books about sci-fi are which is like is the story believable it's like well yeah i'm harnessing phlogiston from the environment and we're (laughs) (laughs) using our you know whatever and it's supposed to be hard sci-fi and it's like well that's that's been disproven or whatever it's not going to work now um but other
0: well here's a kind of a side sorry i don't mean to cut sure, you off. Clint, sure sure, has there been apart from final fantasy 7 any other remakes of games i mean there have been re-releases but have they actually tried to redo like the game they, uh, to that they extent remade
1: resident evil at the one i can't remember which mm. one but one of the resident evils resident a couple War. years ago yeah yeah, they they remade it and then also added in like new cutscenes and things like that. Um, I that, never played either one of them, so I really can't comment on it. But I do know that
2: exists because yeah, I, I watch a lot of YouTube.
0: Okay, so my okay. my
2: opinions on those aren't super valid because I didn't play the originals; I watched them be played. So I guess I have some kind of relationship to it. But I love the remakes, like Resident Evil two and three. Like yeah, I think Resident Evil three is a little bit more controversial because a lot of hardcore fans are a little disappointed but uh those were fantastic and fun to play and they updated the control scheme they updated the claustrophobic like the claustrophobic camera they still kind of they kind of achieved that but it didn't make it as terse like they didn't have a fixed camera um yeah it was it was really good that's a good example
0: that that is a good example yes i i played the originals i haven't played the new ones yet you percent. Worth- i think i've i think i've played all of the old ones even code veronica um, I never played four or five, just those didn't seem like like my Resident Evil's. Yeah.
2: You know?
1: So this one this one just occurred to me. In video games, the closest thing I think we really have to a timeless story, a story that has been translated, you know, a zillion times over the past forty years, is a plumber's girlfriend <laughs> getting kidnapped <laughs> by an angry turtle.
0: Wait, or or, well, okay. or oh, gorilla or turtle. I that's, yeah. not,
2: Trudle.
1: that's not that's not a story. <laughs> <laughs> Did tell me tell me I'm wrong? There's so much. There was story no story. There. I have to
2: go here, and I got there, and now I save the princess. And I, I mean, I guess there are player stories, but in terms of like a narrative, it's a one sentence narrative. I don't know. I you, I guess no. I, sorry. I completely I'm processing, completely agree I'm with processing you. your words, and I'm like not there yet i don't necessarily disagree with you but i would say on the same vein legend of zelda has been around almost the same amount of time agree and it's arguable it's you could make the argument that it tells the same story every time which is uh great evil rises given a, a grand quest you go out gather the triforce in some way whether it's A bunch of mirror shards or a bunch of map pieces or whatever throughout the different games and then you you attain the triforce power and then you overcome the evil like those that's the same story throughout almost almost every single zelda game i say almost because majora's mask exists (laughs) Uh, and that's yeah that one does depart just a touch
0: yeah a lot but but, but uh-huh. then are, are are all games where, like, we're the main character, play the main character, are they all, like, that hero's journey type of story then? You know? Because, like, uh, most of the games, it's no, like... No, well Well, I, I mean, um, you know, maybe not the indie games so much, but it just seems like a lot of the games that we've been talking about, you know, you have the main character who's kind of learning the world as we're learning it, you know, like right. uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, that's the hero's journey. She comes into the world not knowing, and we play her discovering the world. We discover it as she discovers it. You know, Destiny has that same, yeah, that same kind of feel. From Destiny um, 1, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm just trying to think. Um, I would say it's, uh,
2: it's a very effective way to st- tell a story. So well, yeah, it's often used.
0: Yeah, because, you know, uh, they, they, they can do exposition dump, you know, as part of you learning about the world, you know. Um, I'm trying to think like.
2: Um, well, I, I guess the one the way yeah, I first let, mentioned. Let me
1: let
0: me look at my Steam list real quick.
1: Yeah. And, well,
2: uh... <laughs> are you looking for a counterexample? Because I have one.
1: Go well, ahead. no, no, no. I, but yeah, I was, but like, yeah, I can think of a couple. But I was just,
2: I yeah. was joking mostly. So, I would say a direct counterexample to that is it all all the hero's journey is Inside, which is a 2D platformer, well, well it's a 3D platformer, so left to right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just a boy, and you go from left to right, and that's the story. And the game ends when you when you go all the way right, and you can't go right anymore. And uh, that's like the most condensed or the most bare bones way to 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 tell that or to describe that story. But yeah, but did, did but a in... uh,
1: turtle capture your girlfriend? Is that why you're going to the right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it's but, because
2: but... there there are dogs that are going to eat you if you stay in the same place.
0: But also good motivation. Yeah. But even in that game, though, like you're still discovering the world as the boys discovering it, aren't you? Like, but there's no grand purpose. No. Well, I'm I'm just talking about like you know like uh, the gameplay or or the story elements of it. Kind of has you, you know, discovering it along with the character.
2: Um, Which I mean, that's just that's the character perspective, right? Yeah. It could it could be a a self-generated game like Oblivion. (laughs) or something, or or Elder Scrolls games in general, where you create the character yourself and then you are that character. Or whether it's a created character, a character that exists already that you get to know and then also learn through the lens of the character. The character is always a foil. In fact, I'd be interested to think about games in which you don't follow a character.
0: Yeah. I guess
2: like arcade games.
1: Strategy games maybe?
0: yeah but 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 even those have like don't they have like story campaigns and stuff where you're like you're the country and you're the president or uh, whatever
1: sometimes they do yeah uh, not always but yeah definitely sometimes
2: <laughs> unlike puzzle games don't have a character usually mm. unless you're playing something like monument valley um but then the narrative isn't really important oh, i like want to go monument back valley. to um a point that we were making at the beginning um And I'm having trouble remembering it, but we started talking about Last of Us, and I was talking about switching perspectives in characters and how I don't like that, and I don't think it's effective. Um, Mm -hmm. And I actually, I don't remember. Sorry, I don't remember what I was going to say, so I'll stop there. But I did remember what... on that point, I agree. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Um, I did want to say that, like, my favorite way to experience a game, I mean there are many different ways to tell a story, whether it's through the hero's journey or following a character, you know, there are many ways to tell a good story. Uh, I think my favorite way, and I've said this before, uh, which is, um, immersive narrative or world narrative in which you experience like there's storytelling through details and you know how the mountains look. And cause if you change the mountains from what you would expect in real life, there's a story there like why why are the mountains different um or uh that's not a very good example but um i guess i i like my narrative i like to soak in my narrative like an tub, right i want it to be strong i want it to just relax in it and i want to experience it um at my pace and so like um Oh, crap, there was a game. Oh, I was going to talk about Destiny a little bit um, because Destiny is not very good at telling a a, a primary narrative. Uh, but what it does have is a ton of secondary narrative or, or world narrative. Um, the grimoire, which is like the best thing to ever suck. <laughs> like it, the, the grimoire is a collection of stories, excuse me, a collection of of like lore. information bits like codecs yeah. that aren't even in the game you have to like unlock them in the game and then go read them yeah. in a companion site on bungie.net like it was terrible it it's not like that anymore make sure be. you're specifying. yeah Destiny it, used to,
1: it well, yeah. used to be it used to be but it defending kind of still
0: Destiny. is because all the story <laughs> all the stories hidden behind armor and weapons now you know yeah and, like, if you don't remember to go look, you miss a lot of that.
2: Um, right, which I don't want to start talking about, you know, whether that's good or bad for, for Destiny. But what I'm trying to say is, like, the grimoire was excellent. The learning about was. things in the Destiny world, uh, uh, like, the world could only, like, playing through the game, you could only learn so much about the light versus dark. And the Traveler, the Agent of Light, versus the Darkness, which we didn't know what it was. So, you have so many questions through the details of the world and it's like, what is going on? It's it's like Horizons Zero Dawn just executed worse. <laughs> <laughs> but you could go to the Grimoire and answer some of those questions. And they were cryptic. Very cryptic. Because they were written from, recorded from uh, characters in the universe perspective. Like, it was... I mean, the whole thing about Destiny where... The traveler is this giant sphere. it's like an artificial moon that comes to our solar system and it sparks a golden age because it's in a hyper advanced being that shares technology and and energy with us and then the golden age happens and then the darkness comes and it like like fractures the solar system and the golden age there's so much golden age like mystery like about what we had before the fall of the darkness you know the darkness coming and then All of the tech, you know, all the stories. What happened when the darkness fell? How come nobody knows anything about it? What happens? Like, how did the guardians happen? Like, all that information, you can find out. At least, you know, sort of piece together Mm -hmm. a a view or like an idea of what of what those you know micro stories or world stories are about. The universe is kind of developed through the Grimoire, Uh, and that was. Unfortunate that it had to be in that form, but it was so excellent. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed that.
0: The The lore is still excellent behind all the armor pieces and weapon pieces. It's still really good. You know? well, that's good um, But But I so. feel like the storytelling in-game has gone. There's still like walls of text you have to read. But I just feel like the story has gotten a lot better. And I care yeah. about people more now in-game. Because well of and,
1: and what I'll say um with with destiny not to spend way too much time on destiny but we will <laughs> um <clears throat> one thing what I'll say about destiny is I completely agree like uh destiny one I will pretty much say like vanilla destiny one especially had effectively no story like there was something oh, in gosh. there but like a good story it was not. <laughs> It had a ton of good world building, which for me, I kind of separate out world building from like necessarily storytelling in games. Because, uh, so there's like visual world building, which I think is fine, where like um, if you go to a location, it looks one way and then you do some action in the game and you come back and it changes. I think that's really good and that is a very good visual storytelling thing. Um, With other world building, like we're talking about like the Grim War, the lore cards, all that sort of stuff, where I'm having to leave the game and do something like that uh, to figure out what's going on in the game. Um, I understand why games do that because you just honestly, no matter how big a studio you are, you can't probably can't afford to have some high dollar voice actor read all this stuff, and you probably can't pay all these devs to like animate their faces to say all these things. <laughs> But for me, the in-game storytelling needs to be in-game. Like, I know that sounds ridiculous, uh, but like one of the prime examples is obviously Destiny 1, but also uh, Final Fantasy 15, which I've talked about before, where if you did not like read the 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 freaking companion book, if you didn't watch the anime, if you didn't watch the the movie, because there was actually a movie, um, like there were so many like external sources of media that if you didn't read them or whatever, if you hadn't spent like weeks preparing to go to the first uh, uh, like ten minutes of this game, you're gonna be lost. You're gonna be like, I don't know what the was f- going on. Why do these people have powers? What's going on? Um, Oh. And so, to me, that's bad storytelling when you have to go outside the game to kind of figure
2: out what's going on. I didn't read any of those things, and I was fine Oh with yeah, it. Like, <laughs> oh. yeah, you can still enjoy
1: it, but like it is. There's so much more depth sure. to Final Fantasy fifteen, and like it makes the like um, what's his face, the bad guy Arden his story becomes so incredibly tragic and so well, and like you understand his motivations, like you honestly in game, you're just kind of like, all right, this, this guy is just kind of pissed off at the Royals because of something that happened a long, long time ago. And you know, now he's going to, going to kill them all. And you know that he's just the big bad bad guy. guy. Stop that bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But if you look in, like if you go outside the game, which you shouldn't have to do, there's like, He has this really tragic story, and it makes a lot of sense why he wants the royals dead and everything like that. And you really, like, I feel like every well-written evil guy should, you, like, question. You're like, hmm, like, I feel bad for this guy. Like, do I really want to kill him? Because he's just like, yeah, he did some really crappy stuff, but, like... And he's trying to destroy the world
2: and bring darkness. yeah but would eternal darkness. would
1: i have made a different decision if yeah. i were in his position yeah. like so and it's yeah so for me if you have to go out of the game for uh for storytelling quote unquote um you, the, the the devs have probably not
0: done a great job at it sure well um like there's halo and i enjoyed the halo story but it had additional story outside of the game, but I felt like it enhanced it as opposed to be necessary to enjoy the game itself. Yeah. You know, um, like the, 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 all the books that they came out afterwards. Oh, they're they're I enjoyed them a lot. Like I liked the, the expansion on John, Master chief, the Spartan program and stuff. Um, but I don't know. I see it. I, the final fantasy is another one of those games that I kind of want to play 15 that I want to play now.
2: Um, yeah, please do. And sorry, we spoiled it on episode one. <laughs> did we spoil it, though? I think we did, yeah. Probably, we talked probably, about yeah, it, yeah. a big p- part. It was the... Well, never mind. We don't have to spoil it again. Um, yeah, I don't spoil The it campfire scene? I, I will say that I I kind of disagree. At least I am okay with that kind of thing. Um, you know, if the story bleeds into outside of the game, I am okay with that with a caveat. Like... I just want story and I, I want either a story told through the universe. I want to know more about the universe. I want to know why, you know, it's interesting. And as long as there's enough in the game to get a glimpse of the, you know, the, the depth of the mystery, I, I will, I'm willing to go outside of the game to learn more. And I, I like, for instance, in, in destiny one, Having the grimoire give me glimpses of what happened and just how like big what the scope of the golden age fall was, that was so interesting to me. I could read the grimoire for hours. I actually bought last packs that I was at twenty nineteen. I bought the big book of grimoire. It's like literally hardbound, freaking two <laughs> inches thick. It's great. And
1: uh, yeah, so I. And again I know I don't say this often but I agree with you um, to an extent yeah I feel I, I agree with Emiliano more wait he's on this side or whatever um, <clears throat> I agree with Emiliano more because very much so I feel like the grimoires in Destiny one were nece- like a necessary thing to understand the um the story and when it becomes necessary To go outside the game to get that story, that's where I think it's a failing. If it is just a bonus, like like Emiliano was saying, it's like oh, it's like bonus Halo movie, and it you know gives you a little more backstory and everything. That's fine, but if it is something where I'm like, I just I really don't understand why this is happening unless I've watched the movie, unless I've read the book. I'm I'm very much so not not okay with that.
2: Yeah, I guess the best way I can put it is that when it comes to video games. I am fundamentally an explorer. Like I like going to the next peak and I like having a reason to do it. I think I talked about this in our after hours episode. Yeah. And, uh, and if I have to, if the game has enough there to, to keep me engaged, you know, if it's got good mechanics and, you know, a a core story like destiny one story was absolutely like a stage, like a high school stage play and how simple it was. Um, but there was enough and the gameplay was compelling so that was enough for me but then when you add the extra flavor of being able to learn more about the depth of the world and how it works that was like going over the next peak for me so if if a game doesn't have enough to keep me playing obviously that's not going to work for me Um, if a game if there is no depth (laughs) that's when I'm like well all these mountains look the same I'm not really that concerned about getting to the next the next peak. Um Here's here's
0: here's a a question that I have. Um so like, you know, there's the Avengers online game and I've heard it has a great story, mm-hmm. a horrible end game. Do you feel that Destiny 2, we'll say with Destiny 2, do you think it would make a better single player game story-wise or do you think it's fine as it is now? online with the story kind of spread out the way it is now
1: uh hang on i I want to tackle that one yeah well for both Uh, of well well, because because clint has his thinking face on so (laughs) i'll let him uh i think destiny 2 like okay so destiny is a like as a whole the franchise is a great example of Games that do everything right and everything wrong at <laughs> the same time or, you know, consecutively or whatever. Like they've nailed some things they have completely missed. Yeah. And um <clears throat> in my opinion, because of the way that Destiny is kind of made, I don't know how else to say that. um, It can have a mediocre story and still have it be very compelling Um because you... The way that Destiny does things is for some reason they have like top notch artists and everything. They have top notch music and they have top notch voice actors, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then some reason they're just like, uh, hey, you over there, dev, write us some scripts or whatever. And he's like, but I, I speak C++. I I don't speak English. And you know, <laughs> and they store It's like, whatever, man, you can come up with it. But the thing of it is, as long as it's, and I know I'm being really harsh on the writing team, and they have done a fantastic job, but we all know, like, for those of you out there who have played Destiny, who suffered through, like, in Curse of Osiris, Warmind, Vanilla D1, like, you know where I'm coming from on this. But the, the difference is, is that Destiny, empl- or Bungie, employees such high quality people around that story that they can have a crappy story and execute it so well that the vast majority of people who aren't going to, you know, like Clint, like dive face first into the pool that is Destiny and drown himself in it, um, <clears throat> you know, who aren't going to consume every piece of media. Most kind of people are like, play the single camp- player campaign, like, oh, that was, that was pretty good. I'm cool with it. You know, but they, it's not... There's not a whole lot of depth there once you get beyond the surface level of, you know, um, what's his name? no Android, uh, you know, being the ghost and uh, the drifter. Mm. You know, once you get past those great performances, you're like, oh, now that I kind of think about this, there's a lot of holes in this story and it doesn't make a ton of sense and, and things like that. So I think Destiny spackles over a lot of its uh, plot holes with great performances, in my opinion.
2: Hmm. What do you think, Clint? I don't think that it would work. I don't think a Destiny game would be a good single-player game because I feel like the original vision for Destiny 1 was to have player moments be shared. And uh, the whole idea of a fire team uh, and the idea of world events, public events, and going into strikes together... like. I guess they really kind of strayed from that vision immediately, which is, you know, reason for a reasonable amount of salt for me <laughs> <laughs> uh, about the writing team as well. Um, but I don't know. It was it was the first kind of game that wasn't an MMO where you could just waltz into a region, start doing a story mission, and then have other guardians pop up, other people pop up help you fight this boss, help you fight this, you know, event where this attack of the Fallen, you know, they're bringing down their dropships and it's like, oh crap, we got to, we, we have this war mind, which is a, a giant AI that protector of Earth that we got to, that just fell down. It used to be in orbit and now it fell down. We got to save it. Like, obviously that has worn off and they've reused that event so many times, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions <sighs> of times, maybe since, since 2014 when the game came out but the first time it happened for me that was like wow this is awesome like this protector this golden age protector of humanity has fallen down and I'm banding together with real people to save this thing like it had meaning for me Um, if I was to do like I guess the majority of because because the story of Destiny 1 is so simple I don't think it would work because like for me the moments of destiny are are when playing with people and uh i mean that's why i know you too <laughs> yeah and that's why i know all the tacos like i never used to make friends online so... i never used to to put myself out there it was <laughs> it was it was amazing now destiny 2 is i think got more going for it but i think at the end of the day it's still like designed to be played with people um and the story is, is designed designed to be shared. I think. Um. So,
1: kind of what I'm hearing there is you're saying like the experience of Destiny 2, is is
2: the gold of Destiny. N- yeah.
1: Yeah. It is not dependent on its story in any way, and so, it, it, that? Sorry, that's kind of what I got. Yeah, yeah kind of, of like that.
2: the the story yeah. is weak, and it always has been. The lore, like the, the Your story's the, weak, bro. The, <laughs> the world building has been a strength in the past and I suppose a lot of people think it's it's getting better now um I haven't engaged with that yet because i quit destiny for a while and'm i still kind of on the edge but um i i feel like witch Queen might be a good time to come back yeah
1: well the fact oh, he's already back huh we played destiny what
0: two nights ago
2: yeah oh yeah I've been playing Oh, okay. Well. running. so you, you better log in. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, well, we crossplay. I want to try that too. But so, so I, I want to answer my own question that I kind of posited sure. to you guys. Um, Because the, the, the actual story and the lore, you know, I really enjoy in destiny, right? I just feel that the implementation of it has been lacking. And I think part of that is because they're trying to make it a shared experience, you know? So in order to make it shared, they kinda of have to make it as bland as possible so nothing changes, so everyone can run through the story beats, you know, and have the same things happen to them. But then you get a situation where, you know, I'm running the same strike for the thousandth time, you know, and the same stuff happens. So I I don't know, like I've always in my mind felt that I think Destiny would be an amazing single player story game. Because it has a lot of good story and I feel like, you know, not having to worry about the next person coming down the line behind me, you know, they would be able Mm -hmm. to change and, you know, do things to the world that, that that I I feel like Ronan,
1: you're going to loop back to one of your own points about remakes. And that is like destiny as a single player game would probably be a complete, well, obviously would be a completely, totally different experience, different game. It would have to be basically, redone from the ground up and in my opinion include a lot of those story beats that you might miss yeah. if you don't read things.
0: But see I, I i don't think it would be totally different though because as it is, we're always presented as the hero guardian or or the savior of everybody. You know? Oh we're always at the we're always at the center of all the cutscenes. We're always at the center of everything, you know?
2: For For some even cooperatively.
0: Took- go ahead
2: sorry for some reason i took your question as with what content destiny has now would it be a good first person game like single Mm -hmm. player game yeah which no (laughs) i don't think it would if they were to focus more on the single player experience and like take all of the grimoire take all of the alternate stories and the flavor text and like give you some way to engage with the stories of old because there are many of those in destiny oh yeah um. Yeah, I think it would be an amazing game. I just would be done with it in a couple weeks. Well, yeah,
0: that's that. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, uh, yes, but you probably would would, would have would rem- would remember that story more, you know. Um, but yes, you're probably done with it a lot quicker, you know. And they yeah. they want to make the money, the, all the money, so. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: at, at some point, I'll have to tell you all about like my like vision of a like destiny extended universe kind of thing you know um because i I really think bungie could go full like you know like marvel universe on it and have multimedia uh, in every media why not a guardians of the galaxy
2: why not a guardian of the galaxy style guardian team that became guardians and then they went out and with an awoken fleet ship or something and they they like pushed out to exactly like the edge of of Crap! What's the the imperial race? Oh, what the The imperial? No, the 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 species, the different race. Awoken? No, the the big, sturdy guys. The cabal. That's the cabal. That's the cabal. Cabal. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you say it. Yeah, it (laughs) like break out to the edge of cabal space, and then you can see like how the leviathan was made, like the leviathan.
0: Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of good story
2: millennium ship or whatever in
0: Destiny. They just yeah, you know, are focusing on this game instead. But
1: yeah, well, and there there's obviously it looks like they've taken some time and are probably going to continue Destiny for a much more extended time than they had initially planned. You know, for those of you who keep up with that sort of stuff, they did kind of announce some new ex expansions or whatever the final shape that so it may be a ongoing kind of universe so but only time will tell but i think that would be a very financially successful venture for them and i think it would be if done right could be absolutely amazing but still not storytelling in my opinion because you go outside the game
2: (laughs) (laughs) so we absolutely spent way too much time talking about destiny because we all love I destiny told you a lot. we would i'm sorry <laughs> I warned my fault. My so fault. in a in an effort to to pull back uh and sort of circle back on the beginning of the episode um ronan you asked a question you know what what's one of those games that you just couldn't wait to find out what happened next do you have a game like that see i was going to ask you
0: guys this as our kind of our our, our final question of the night ah uh, I feel like the closest thing or the most recent thing would be Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. That's definitely one of the games that I that I kept coming back to and kept wanting to play. Um, but I just feel like there's other ones. I just I just they're slipping my mind right now. Uh, but I think I feel like that's the most recent. So I'll, I'll just say yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. How about how about you guys?
2: Uh, the first grade that I ever accidentally let slip. Um, because I've always been really studious about school. Like do it. Get it done. Get the good grade. Um, the first one that actually suffered from a video game oh. was in high school. Uh, senior year, I had one of the my underclassmen <laughs> hand me the, an Xbox copy of Knights of the, of the Old Republic. Star Wars oh. Knights of the Old Republic. And I had never heard of that series. I'd never, I never really played Star Wars games since like, uh, what did I play? I think Rebel Assault. And X Wing, like oh, those types of games. Those are great, games. Games. Those are great mm. games, but they're arcade games from the nineties. Yes. So I hadn't really seen what had done, what had been done in like narratively, with Star Wars and video games since. So that game blew my mind. Like, oh yeah, it was like there's so much Star Wars in this. <laughs> How like like Dantooine and freaking like Jedi are here, and who am I? And then the whole twist with Revan and, like, it... Well, that, I, I've said that one didn't really blow my mind, that twist. But the game really? itself... Yeah. No. I sort that of accepted like, it immediately. Because, um, yeah, my knee-jerk reaction was like, no, I'm still good. It doesn't matter what I did. I'm going to atone for it. I'm good. <laughs> no question. But, uh, yeah, the that that game... I could not wait to get home every single day after uh, cross country practice and play more of that game nice. and just spend as much time as I could in that world. Um, and every character was well-written and it was just, it just blew my mind. And I was sad when it was done. Oh yeah. And, uh, cause I had to get back to work <laughs> with school, but, uh, and I had to give the game back, but, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that there are that many games. Like, it doesn't happen that often anymore where I'll, I'll have a game that's just so burning that I want to play it when I go to bed. Yeah. And I want to play it when I wake up before work. Um. Yeah, if I had to think of a... Yeah, I don't think it's happened in a while. Oh, Fallen Order was pretty dang good. I wanted to play that one, like, really bad. I want to play that. So so basically Star Wars games is what I'm hearing. Single player, <laughs> story driven <laughs> Star, Star Wars, Wars games. games is what gets gets clant. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's it's such a good it's like sci-fi. I love sci-fi. And then it's there's the grand thing. purpose and the mystery uh, and the mysticism of the Jedi and the Force. And wait, so so
0: Andromeda did Andromeda did nothing for you?
2: No. yeah no and we can talk about andromeda later yeah
0: matt how about you uh
1: so i've i've already talked about the probably the big ones i could think of which was hellblade and chrono trigger but the one i actually thought of while we were talking and that this feeds back into the timeless story of mario uh super mario world rpg i have no idea why i was so engrossed with that as a child but I think the big thing for me was... Um, and sorry, spoilers on like a 25-year-old game or whatever. Is that, you know, you're playing as Mario, this timeless plumber who always has his girlfriend kidnapped by Bowser. And in the first, like, hour, you team up with Bowser. Because the, the bad guy is so much more bad that you have to team up with Bowser. And Bowser's going to help you take him down. That's how big a threat this guy is. And so... Like it was probably one of the worst RPGs ever, but I know one of the things for me is like, <laughs> I have to find out why, like, how is this guy so bad that I'm working with Bowser? That's funny. And like, <clears throat> so that's, that's probably one of the other games that, that I can think of, but yeah. Um, Hellblade, Super Mario RPG and uh Chrono Trigger are probably the big ones for me.
0: Nice. Very cool. Um, you know, so actually b- before I close out, I just wanted to give you guys two books that I really love that I kind of have different type of storytelling house of leaves and like last exit to Brooklyn. So if you ever get a chance to read those books, I want you to read them and tell me what you think about them. What are they about? We're we're getting homework now. Well, no Uh, house of leaves is about a house that's inside is bigger than the outside. Basically. Okay. And last exit to Brooklyn. It's, it's like about a, a group of New York, like the hoodlums, but the it's it's all written in it the whole book is just dialogue. There, there's no like it's just people talking, and but the way it's written and how each person is written, you get to know each person through the writing. And it's 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 just it I was surprised. I remember reading, it, I was like, what there, there like there's no punctuation, there's no there's no nothing, but you start recognizing who's talking by how they are written in the book. So uh but excellent book by Herbert Selby Jr. So interesting. If you guys get a chance, uh, I I, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Speaking about stories. So
2: you're going to have to drop me that in a DM because I have a big list of books to read right now and I'm avoiding okay. them because generally, I don't continue reading a book unless it's the kind that I cannot put down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and well, I have a bunch that are just stacked up right, waiting. I have stuff to do, so I can't be reading right now. All right, all right, all right. But yeah, I'll
0: I'll 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 make a notation of it and send forward it, it off to you. So. Cool. Um but okay. Unfortunately, every story needs to be wrapped up and we're no JG Abram so we oh. Note, <laughs> note to self, don't let Matt write our exits. <clears throat> Sorry. That was a, that was a great line. Oh those. gosh. No. No, 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 no. <clears throat> As always, let us know how we're wrong. What do you think makes a great story in a game? What great games did we miss? Tell us in the comments on YouTube, Winning Sometimes Show, where we'll have video for this and other episodes. We have Twitter at WSometimesShow. Uh, we sometimes win games on twitch.tv WinningSometimesShow. Or you can yell at our email inbox with show at WinningSometimes.com. And finally, we have a website, WinningSometimes.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.
2: 拜拜。